to another episode of Sales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. Guess who I found? I found two of my old favorites in the same place at the same time. Don't tell them we're at the beach. Do not tell them we're at the beach. We are not at the beach, although we are drinking a beer from the beach. Uh, But uh, we're going to get into a topic today about all those things you're still doing on Zoom that you shouldn't be doing. Uh, But first... We are all drinking the same beer today because we bought a six-pack. Mm. And so, Tom, mm. you get credit for that. What did you buy for us? What did you select? I uh, I went with a local beer, Scott. I think this is local, and I didn't do the research. I'm hoping you have a little research. But I went with the Oyster City Mangrove yes. Pale Ale, which really is a mango-flavored IPA-ish type beer. Uh, and it's got, it was uh, uh, brewed in Apalachicola. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. That's, we what, are that's what I remember. Very close Thank to that. Thank you for bailing me out, okay. Mr. Lampson. The Aslan South Studio. Can we quit talking about it, Scott, and open? We can. Yeah, Let's we open. said we're drinking beer, but we're not drinking anything. All right. Cheers. Oh, look at all those. Look at that frothy mm. refreshment. I'm going I'm going right with a can. Mm. Me too. Uh, I have my... Cheers. Uh, my stylish glass. We have not had the three of us in one studio oh. at the same time since COVID began. So is that true? Yeah, but you, take, <coughs> your, take your masks off for the purposes of this. Yeah, this is eight point two percent alcohol by volume, and, and how many IBUs? I looked it up on Google. Ninety. So where'd you look that up? Google. Google. You googled that? <laughs> you hit the Google machine. So there are a couple this, old APC people that are now going to the uh, technology guy who's helping me over here. <laughs> I looked it up on Google. Yeah, I think Matt Caldwell is going to say I prefer everything under twenty five IBUs. So, Matt, so, this IBU, one's for you. I've used for the for the amateurs out mm. there. International bitterness unit. Okay, so this not, is super high. Super high. It's super high, but I'm not getting that. I'm Do not you, getting I don't that. feel it. It's I'm not too smooth shabby. and smooth and, and mm-hmm. mangoey. It's a nice yeah, glass. I like it. I like it. I'm not I'm not offended by it whatsoever. <laughs> well, guys, today we are talking about these these truths about the challenges uh, of Zoom that we've that we've all encountered. Or Teams. Um, or WebEx. Or go to meetings. Yeah, it's a good point. I, I, I'm a Zoom snob, I guess. That's rude of me. Well, yeah. A lot of people use Zoom. Yeah. It's clean But you're right. Any one of them, these mistakes could be happening. And so we want to go through, like in Aslan fashion, we'll talk about the challenge and then some possible solutions. And so we're going to play. It's almost like a game show. We're going to have Tom <laughs> go. Then we're going to have Mark go. And at the end, you're going to evaluate and say, who gave you the better tips? Ooh. I'd like to hear that. Uh, and you'll give no. us that feedback. Are we, are we going to make this interesting? Uh, we can make it interesting. Who do you, who do you uh, think? Now I, yeah, this is, well, definitely Mark. It definitely Mark. Okay. Definitely well, Mark. then you're, you're. And I think I think it's also important to point out, Scott, you're that, just that after about a year, almost a year yep. of us all selling virtually, remotely, whatever you want to call it, these are the mistakes that we're still seeing. Yes. As we're out in the as we're out in the market working with reps or even conducting Zoom meetings ourselves, we're still seeing some of these um, these top four yeah. that we're going to share today. We're seeing so. and we and we're seeing them at Aslan. Like we've made these mistakes. No, yeah. no, no, no. That's how you learn things. Uh, well, the uh, guy we uh, fired. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, it was a one-time yeah. thing. It was a who got fired this well, week? <laughs> I didn't even hear about it. That wasn't a memo. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's start with let's start with I would say the easiest one. Would you say this is this is pretty rudimentary? Okay, well now you're um, minimizing my content. I, well, I'm not trying to lead the witness in any way. But. All right, so uh, first thing that 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 I'm seeing is people aren't changing their slides. It's still the same amount of content that they're trying to present in person. Yeah, and that's a really bad decision. Yeah. Zoom. I like to say Zoom. You know, a Zoom meeting is not just put your slides on Zoom. A virtual presentation is not turn on Zoom, 
and put on your slides. Yeah. It's very different. Yeah. And so uh, where I've seen success is people are changing what they're presenting. They're minimizing their content. So that means less slides. It takes more time to set it up and move. Yeah. And less words. Because think about when you're in person, you can keep the audience with you. It's polite. People will look at you. Yeah. But when it's Zoom, they're just looking at the slides. Yeah. And they're reading it. So if you put things... And there are quotes and there are things and in your business you might want to put words. If you do, do it with purpose. Let them read it. Give them a pause. Yeah. But they can't read and listen at the same time. Exactly. So best thing is minimize the slides. Minimize the content. Have less things to say and do. And, and let them listen to you versus read stuff off of PowerPoint. So it, it really does put a premium <clears throat> on preparation maybe even more than... That's a really good point. Yeah. Relying on your old... You know, we're all song and dance guys. We, we This is part of what makes us great is we can, we can work a room. Well... <laughs> the Zoom room's a little different, right? Yeah, super and hard. so you can't you can't control all the things. So that's preparation really, is absolutely. I think that's good. a really good point, Scott, because I think the reason we put a lot of words on a slide, either because marketing gave us a slide, mm-hmm. um, and you still can minimize, or you can control what they see or how you build the story. But I think a lot of reasons we put a lot of words on a slide is because we this, we want to remind ourselves. Yeah, we don't want to forget. Right, and I think the point you made about either they're going to read or they're going to listen. Yeah, and when they all of a sudden look at a slide and they go, "There's lots of information," they're going to start doing something else because 92% of the people admit they're doing something else during a Zoom meeting. Yeah, because you can hide. They, you see them looking, but they yeah. could be looking at their email. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's, if they don't know what's coming, yeah. the brain says, "I got to know what's next." And so, if there's a mystery to what's being said or a story unfolding or minimizing, might even be stop sharing and just look at them. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yes. It's minimize. It's, it's to your point. It's activating the RAS. You yeah. just put less up there. They have to sort of pay attention to figure out their brain searching for finishing that sentence or, or what it is. Now, uh, are we assuming that everybody knows what a RAS is? I mean, this is podcast number ninety, so maybe well, they they've don't know picked what a RAS it up is, before. We don't, we don't want them on our podcast. Okay, all yeah, right. Well, well we're that kind of exclusive. Yeah. All right, <laughs> excellent. All right, no, I think they, it's a good point. They get what they pay for. Yeah. <laughs> You got to take the program to learn what the Raz is, people. All right, but uh, no, but back to the content piece. Uh, you know, Tom mentioned this. The best content is sometimes no content. Do not. I, I can't believe how often I see this. Do not ever. I'm gonna say ever. <laughs> if the meeting's more than three minutes, do not turn on your slides and leave your slides on the entire time. Right. right. Share your slide. Present it. If you have another slide, present that. But somewhere conversation Take a ensues. Breath. Yeah. And if yeah. there's nothing new up there, shut your slides off and get the people back on the screen. And instantly you see them. They go from whatever that is, an inch big to four inches big. And you mm. can see their facial expressions. You can read body language more. And it's just boring. It's just boring to see the same slides sit there. And you want the MBA class version of this? Turn on a second camera and get up on a whiteboard and start, you know, like you would do potentially if you were face-to-face You'd grab a marker and go up on the whiteboard and, and, and diagram something or ask for some feedback and write their answers down. You can do all that with Zoom with a second camera and a, and a, and a practice, pad. Practice a at home. pad. Yeah, go to Staples. Yep. Spend 10 bucks on a Post-it easel holder. They're little sticky things that go in the wall yep. that don't hurt your wall. Don't take the paint. The flip chart stuff's expensive. It's like 25 bucks for a pad of sticky paper. Yeah. So you stick it on there. Yep. You have a couple of markers. 
Make sure you get the ones that work versus the ones that people just keep putting up there. But it's your house. It's your home office. Don't get the ones that smell because then yeah. you, just, you smell them the whole nah, time. they smell good. You get away from <laughs> on your nose. Love the blueberry. It's so good. The blueberry. Uh, but, no, but this is worthwhile because I would say in the past two months, I'd say there's five clients that I was on a call where, where we were using a second camera with a flip chart. Mm-hmm. To move off of Zoom and the slides, and a hundred percent of those customers made comment during or after the meeting that that was really interesting and kept their interest. Yep. So it's movement, right? It's movement. So stick it up in the wall. Go to Zoom. Go to Share. Go to Advanced and click on Second Camera, and it just says Find a Second Camera. Now you need a second camera. Oh. Yeah. You need a second camera. Yeah. Uh, I've just called this the MBA portion, and you're making it sound like... Tech tip. Preschoolers. <clears throat> yes, yeah. uh, so you need a second camera. Yeah, which is your cell phone. Yeah. Which yeah. is your cell phone, and and you can... And if you have an iPad, if you have an iPhone or iPad, it connects on Zoom automatically. If you have a Droid, because Droid people are smarter because they use Droids, then they don't have it all figured out, then they use a camera We've or something like that. We've now offended 73% of our audience who listen on iPods. I know. <laughs> iPads. iPad. The iPad iPhone will work automatically yeah. on Zoom. Yeah. Uh, if you have something else, you got to get a cable. You got to figure all this stuff out and just stick it on a little tripod. There's little holders you can get for ten bucks. It has a dramatic impact. And then also, think about what it is you're going to present on the flip chart. Like absolutely. This, and that's a great place to get lists from people. Hey, yep. give me some feedback. You write lists, or it's a great place to animate. If you have some things you want to draw, you want to lay out, it's a great place to to annotate. So. I like that. Less slides, less words, no slides, second camera, yep. all good things. Avoid too much content. Anything you can do to do that and, and stare at the camera. I think we just had too much content on this point, don't you think? Potentially. Okay. I would like to underscore a, Scott, a point Scott made oh. uh, just to, as we close out this topic. Pre- preparation is yeah. key. If you if you can't depend on the content, you got to depend on you got to know what you're going to say. I just want to under, underscore that point that you made. I thought that yeah, you can't be- rely on. The slides, if they're not there. It's all about what you say. I mean, yeah. if, if somebody, people don't want to hear this, but we've tested this. It's eight hours per one hour. It's yeah. eight to one ratio yeah. to get down. What for the you're big gonna, one, for the big presentation. For the important presentation. Yeah. If you're going to, not discovery, not conversation, I'm talking about go, yeah. and you have to present your solution yeah. to a group Lights for the finals. On. Yep. It's yep. a lot of prep. Good all point, right. Tommy. Good. Good first point. Let's go to number two. And I think, Tom, this is your uh, area of expertise. Yeah. Uh, number number two, and again, we're under the, what are we seeing? <clears throat> what are challenges people are still facing? What mistakes are they still making? That's right. Identifying the decision maker yeah. is so much more difficult when you're you're selling virtually. And why is that? Why is it more difficult? Well, you know, there's there's two ways to uncover the decision maker. There's clues and questions. Mm. You know, you can see how people react. You can see, hey, we all turn to to Susan when Susan speaks. So you think, well, maybe Susan probably has the most She's authority. Looks important. Most, she seems to kind of, everybody's yeah. looking at them, um, how people posture, position, what questions they ask because they talk a lot more. Mm. People are more informal when you're live. Um, mm-hmm. So the clues have pretty much been eliminated. I mean, I was in a Zoom meeting. Uh, it was Zoom, uh, d- like last week, and and there was, I was new to the group, and I couldn't tell anything. Yeah. I didn't know who. I mean, they all had big titles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, one talked a lot. One didn't talk, and yeah. I mean, I didn't know anything. I mean, yeah. I could, and I know if I were sitting in the conference room and I walked in, and I shook their hand, I watched their posture, I watched, I would know. I could size up because really. Determining the decision makers is like being back in high school. Yeah. It's like there is no formal structure. <laughs> yeah. But certain people sit with certain people and certain people have more power and certain <laughs> oh, people. So have, you, know, you know, you if you've been in a room with more than a couple of people, you know the decision maker is the person 
because the meeting starts when oh, they walk one. in. Yeah, mm -hmm. right, right. It's like, hey, we're a few minutes late. Bob, Bob should be here in a minute. And they keep talking about Bob. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bob, Bob comes in. Should we start? There, should we start? Bob's not here. Should we start? Or he comes in three minutes early and says, hey, let's get this thing started and shuts the door and the lights go on. Right. That's a decision maker. Yeah. That doesn't happen on Zoom. Right. The other thing is that no one, everyone's looking at you at the camera. Everyone's looking at their camera looking at you versus you can't tell if they're looking at each other. In a meeting, in person, when you ask a question like, hey, what's the strategy for next year? Yeah. People pause and kind of look over Turn at the person. decision maker. Yeah. You yeah. have no idea. if it, It's back to your word clues. I like that word. There's the clues. Go away. Everyone's staring at their computer and maybe mm -hmm. looking at your presentation yeah. and maybe not, which is impossible. And with less rapport and relational equity that you have in a Zoom meeting or virtual meeting, it's harder to ask the questions, which is the first part of the solution to that is you're going, if you're selling to a group, you're going to have a meeting with one person first. Yeah. Right. There's somebody you're going to meet with individually before you, this thing moves. An evaluator or, or that's yeah. when you uncover the decision maker. Yeah. That's when you uncover who's the influencers, who's the key people involved. That's where it's, it's just you and that other person, maybe a phone call, maybe, maybe not a virtual meeting. That's super key. If it, Regardless of whether that happens or not, you need to be willing and prepared to ask the tough questions. Yeah, you need to be willing to ask. Okay, if if let's just assume or imagine that we have the perfect solution, yeah. and it's exactly what you want based on our meeting that's coming up Tuesday or our meeting today, what has to happen now? Yeah. Well, it's a great point, Tom. And what you're saying is that you know the tough questions are who's the decision maker, mm -hmm. and it's especially tough in a room full of people where someone is and other people right. are right yeah and and so the question is you asked about process. process and in the process that's the that's revealed hey what happens next if this goes well what do we do next and then someone's going to say something about the person in there or that going to say something it's just a much softer easier way to get a tough question asked yeah yeah, yeah i, I, I kind of go to that process because then also I'll remove it because if you just say what's going to happen next, we're going to have to figure out what's the right solution. Well, let's just assume that we're the best solution. Let's just assume at the end of the day, you you think we're the perfect match. What has to happen? Well, we've got to meet. Well, who's we? Yeah. And you just keep yeah you just keep going down that path. The other thing I would say, and this is what keeps us from asking the tough questions, is we don't know how to position that question. Exactly. We don't know how to ask the question in a way that demonstrates that it's it helps them mm -hmm. by giving us the answer. Yeah. And so if you know how to position it, hey, the reason I want to know is because I want to make sure that everybody's educated or has what they need, or should we record this meeting? Is there anybody else? It's all about serving them. What's the best way to support the people that are going to be involved? But if you're not prepared for that, you're just going to go, okay, we'll be there. Yeah. And you show up and four people are staring at you and you go, it's the Tommy boy, okie dokie. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. I'll just talk and hope. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we... We we call that priming the question, right? Yeah. It's it like it's it's it makes it go down easier, and it's all about giving them a reason, you know, to answer the question. Mm -hmm. Yep. Here's the benefit. Why of Why is it in the their question. best interest? It's an other-centered reason, and and if I could, if I may, share just a quick story. To, to, what do you think? I, the point. I feel like that's appropriate here. I mean, I think so. I mean, I think is we that, should. Is that they're almost gone? The eight point two is. Yeah. Is, yeah, I'm, I'm like seven point one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. he's gonna start now to droop. I'm yeah. like seven. Yeah, you're further along. Yeah, I'm a little, for sure. Let's let's move his. It's not up a next. funnel here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, true story. A uh, client we had a few years ago. They do uh, 
they have people on the phone that enroll people in health coaching programs. So they have nurses and other people who, mm-hmm. who talk. So they, they call people and they keep and make sure they're updated on their medicine and just make sure they stay healthier and stay out of the hospital for, for targeted conditions. Anyway, one of the questions they asked, tough question, mm. is this, that, this, that. And might ask, what's your household income? Oh. That's a little yeah. tough. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, that's very normal. Very specific. Yeah, I so, always ask that. So what do you think happened? You know, what percentage of people asked, answered the question? 7% of people answered the question, which seven. was 7% more than I thought it would be. So yeah, those people's listening. household income was over. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, who knows? I want to tell you how much I make. <laughs> so I said, well, you know, why, why do you ask that question? And they're like, oh, my God, there's so much research around your economic status defines, like it really controls your access to health care, your likelihood to be compliant, your ability to get drugs at different rates and your insurance. There's a thousand things we can can totally line up your income to your health care and your health. I'm like, great. Do you tell them that? They're like, no. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. So just tell them that. So their question went from, there's a lot of reasons, you know, based on your household income, we change the programs and tools that we offer to you to make sure you get the maximum benefit of our program. Could you tell me your household income? 7%, 83%. Only change they made. People answered the question because they knew how it benefited them. We need to write an article on that. Do we have a blog on that? Not that I'm aware of. So I, mean, I think I love that story. Okay. I didn't know that well, story. Well, this podcast will probably become yeah, a blog. I'm going we'll to start listening to this podcast. <laughs> you might get value out <laughs> of it. I'm going to start listening to this uh, podcast. Just, just drink and <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. podcast. All right. Are we Next, good on Decision so, Maker? Uh... Yeah, I think again, just to bring it back, the more prepared you are through the questions and things that you've done with that mm-hmm. single first meeting, what questions you're going to ask and why, and wh- how are you going to prime the question with the why versus the reason I'm on. asking. If you can put the reason I'm asking in front of every question, you will get answers. Mm-hmm. If you can't put the reason I'm asking, and by the way, that's where your confidence comes from in asking the questions because mm-hmm. you know it helps them. Yeah. And that's why we shy away from the tough questions because it feels self-centered. Yeah. It's like, well, I need to know this because I want to make sure I win. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. I don't better not say ask that, that out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I better not ask <laughs> that, that question. My inside voice. Yeah. That's what. Or we yeah, say yeah. we ask a question, customers catch us. They're like, I'm not really comfortable asking answering that. Yeah. And then we say, Oh, I'm sorry. I was just curious. Well, that's two faults. Yeah. One is you're sorry you got caught. Yeah. And two, just curious is a terrible reason. Yeah. yeah. So even if you get caught and you forget, you can always say, No problem. Drop the rope. That's also in our program for mm. free on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You don't have to answer the question. The reason I was asking was for this reason yeah. to benefit you. And if you don't want to answer it, that's totally fine. They're like, oh, I'm totally sorry. I'll answer that. Yeah. Yeah, that's I did good. A poor that's job good. Explaining why you I'm didn't asking. Prime it. Very good. All right. We are now to number three on our list. And I love this one because this is the what if all hell breaks loose question. <laughs> How do you handle it? So that's yeah, yours, I believe, Mark. No, I think it's actually Tom's. Is I think it? We said, yeah. Did we? Well, he says it happened to him recently. Yeah, just, well, yeah, whatever. We can, we can, I'm sure we'll banter. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's banter. But, but the, the what, these are the what ifs that we're still seeing that people most likely aren't prepared for. Here's one that happened to me the other day is I was joining a presentation. I was not the lead. Okay. Right. So the leader positions the purpose of the meeting. Yep. The leader of the meeting introduces people. And the leader of the meeting has knowledge about what's been talked about previously. The leader of the meeting might know people's names. Mm-hmm. Like, is it Joshua or Josh? Yeah. Or is it, you know, whatever. So when the leader of the meeting doesn't show up and you're the only one there, it's awkward. Is the leader of the meeting still employed? <laughs> yeah. No, they weren't. Well, what happened, and this this is all happening, okay. is, you know, you're not using your platform. 
Mm -hmm. know, your platform might be Zoom or WebEx, and yeah. the wee meeting happens. The client says we're going to use Microsoft Teams. Yeah. And so for some reason, when I was joining this meeting, the leader couldn't show up. Well, we didn't have the person. When you say the leader, I just want to clarify the leader. It's the, person it's the, that was the other person on Aslan's team who was going to do the yeah. selling. Yeah. So if two of you are showing up for a Zoom meeting and you're, you have a role, but you're not leading, and yeah. the leader doesn't show up. You're the co-pilot. You're not the you're pilot. You're the co-pilot. Yeah. You're not the pilot. Great. Sorry for, if this, that wasn't clear. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So what do you do if all of a sudden you're now the pilot? Yeah. Well, you just switch seats and you're... Yeah, you just... Yeah, you need to I be don't know how these instruments You need to be work. prepared to fly. <laughs> I tell jokes. <laughs> so anyway, I hope Jermaine shows up. Yeah. Boy, my arms are tired. <laughs> yeah. So, it, 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 so we need to have a backup plan if something goes wrong mm. with that somebody can't join. Well, so, so, and it might not be, you may be the one that's leading the meeting, but you've set up another participant on your team to cover something. We'll yeah. plan on them not being there. Yeah. Plan what, on what them if? having a problem. Yeah. That's, that's just a what if. So, well, the, 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 the key with that virtually, I've always tried to highlight like what's different in the virtual world, which we're seeing and hearing is you don't know the, per the, the leader is not going to be there until the meeting starts. Yeah. Right. Versus in the old days, like the day before, like, hey, I'm sick, or hey, I missed my flight, or Great point. I'm whatever. stuck in a traffic jam. Something. You have some notice, but you don't know until the person doesn't show that they're not showing. Right. right. Because they, have they didn't try to get on until five minutes before. <laughs> well, I talked to the person that was leading the meeting. Ten minutes ago. Yeah. I know they're going to be there. Yeah. And then you can't talk to them because you're on the meeting. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. And and by the way, as the person who's not in the lead, I show up exactly at, at the start of the meeting. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because you're not the leader. I'm you're not, not the, the pilot. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have the pilot. So so if you're the co-pilot, I like the way you clarify that. If you're the co-pilot in a meeting, then you need to make you need to plan for being the pilot. Yeah. The other thing I would say is uh, when you all of a sudden – Something goes wrong and you can't see anybody. Yeah. That's happened, I can't tell you, numerous times. To, you have either witnessed it or been a part of it. And all of a sudden, you feel like you're talking to no one. Mm -hmm. And you can't see their faces. Yeah. And so you think you can't. You're, you think maybe it's gone down. Maybe, again, you're, you're meeting on their platform, not your platform. You may not be as familiar. You need to be prepared for that. So you just say, okay, I'm, I can still emotionally just... I'm just going to talk. I'm prepared for this. It doesn't surprise me. They don't care because they're still seeing me. So all when the first time it happened, I asked the question, can you see me? Yes. Okay. So then I needed, but because I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. It's I still weird. Was, you were I was yeah. still, I'm like, who am I talking to? It was weird. I wasn't emotionally or mentally prepared for that. Because once they said yes... No, if they can see and hear you and see your screen, they're fine. Then yeah. that's, that's not your that's their problem. That's yeah. your so, problem. What's interesting though is if you stop sharing the screen right away, it all comes back, right? And you can see that they're all there. Yeah. And I because this has happened to me too. And you mm. just that you just take a pause and 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 act like you're just wanting to talk to them face to face. Yeah. Right. Now you realize they're there, you've got a setting off or whatever. Yeah. You'll correct that when the thing is over. Go back to sharing your screen, and now you're, you feel comfortable. And if I can't see people, I always just take my sunglasses off, and that helps a lot, I find. <laughs> that makes it a lot better. Are you sure you want to be a stand-up comedian? Is this where we're headed? <laughs> He's going to be here all week. He's going to be all here all week. No flash photography, but, people. He's going to be here all week. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> Tip yeah. your waiters. Yeah, yeah so. I think the bottom line is if something goes wrong, where is something going to go wrong, and then you're going to be in your head? Yeah. 
Yeah. You're, you're, you start thinking about, well, how do I do this? How do I, and then you can't talk. And you can't, There's you a new come. world we're in that we have to all be reporters. In other words, reporters talk to a camera really well, really entertaining. They just sit up there. That's a great point. That's a good point. And and that's that's a skill set that virtual sellers need to develop is talking a good to a camera. And you know yeah. what the best way to develop that is Practice. just do it. Talk to a camera. You'll Practice. get you get yeah. you'll get normal you'll yourself. Yeah. And and to get yourself started, use a camera right on top of your screen where you've got yeah you know your no. almost like a teleprompter. You've Record got your words. Yeah. yeah. One of the reps I interviewed the other day said it's presenting into the abyss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I loved that because that's how it feels. But the only way you can get comfortable presenting into the abyss is just do it until it's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, can I say one more thing on that? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the other what if I think we talked about. Yeah. Well, the other what if I'm seeing is the decision maker doesn't show up. So we know the decision maker is there. Yeah, you got a good story about that. And uh, they don't show up. And uh, yeah, I think we were talking about that the other day. So so what do you do? Obviously, you have the meeting. I mean, just like you would do in person. Yeah, you, you still have the meeting. Can't like, irritate oh, the other people. Hey, saying, hey, listen, you're not I don't want to talk to you lowly people. Yeah. <laughs> but this is, I mean, Again, people say what you want about COVID, about vaccines, about the new normal, when it's happening. I have no idea. But I know one thing. Virtual selling is going to be around in some form or fashion for a long time. And and there's benefits to it. And one of the benefits is right here. The decision maker doesn't sell. Guess what you can do? Record, Record it. And say, look, since so-and-so is not here, other-centered, yeah. would it be helpful if I recorded the session? Like, yeah, that'd be great. And we could send it to him or her. Now, here's the other thing. You get done recording the session, no one's going to sit there and watch some god-awful, boring 60-minute Zoom meeting. So take a second. Take a second. I don't know what you have, but for free, I know Microsoft has video editor. Yeah. Again, go to YouTube, find out how to edit the video. It can't be easier. Video editor, bring in the video. And you can trim stuff off and say, I want this video. Go find the two or three things in the recording where you were making a great point. <laughs> where you are at your best. Yeah, and it might be hard. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, it, might to, it might be 30 seconds. <laughs> it might be. But they're not, no one's going to watch in 90... Two minutes is the, two minutes is the number. 90, yeah. 90 seconds to two minutes are what 85% of people watch. A little mashup of your finer points. Well, and, and you're also creating the desire to learn more. That's right. And then just go send them... Leave yeah, them wanting it more. It takes yeah. a little time. But just do it. The first time it's going to take two hours. Next time it'll take an hour. Next time it'll take ten minutes. Yeah, we've done that, and we've had multiple customers say that was really helpful, and I I learned something, and I appreciate you doing that, and and we've won some deals. That's good. I like that. All right, and for our fourth and final, which I guess now is Mark, what um, what's the last thing people are running into? Uh, The last thing is uh, the last thing of our meetings, which typically is a throwaway, but the things that I'm seeing people miss is Q&A is a throwaway. Uh, yeah. Hey, we got a minute left. Anybody have yeah. any questions? Yeah. Now we're good. In, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an in-person session, the interaction goes more smoothly. There's more questions. People ask you questions. They'll interrupt you. They'll interrupt you. There's pauses. There's body language. You can see when people are kind of leaning in. Leaning in. Again, they're getting it. all they're the nodding. clues are gone virtually. And we were we were missing this, and we started recently saying fifty you know, again for a presentation with a, with a group of people, a couple people, two, three, four people, leaving that specific 10, 15 minutes at the end for Q and A, uh, and not just see if we have time, but work it into your schedule. One hundred percent of the time, people are like, "Yeah, I'm glad I have questions," and the, because the questions from the audience don't come as much or as frequently. 
in a virtual setting. Yeah, they just don't say anything sometimes. You have to stop, turn yeah. the slides off, and say, are there any questions? Yeah. And use names. That's another thing. Another great thing about virtual is you don't have to remember names. It's on their face. Yeah. Versus organize your business cards in the right order where people are sitting and someone moves <laughs> and you're moving the business card and I forget. It's on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just use their name. Did you have any questions? And 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 I've seen a lot of people ask questions that we would not have normally got, <clears throat> which were critical to the sale. Yep. Well, I think that's a lot, that last point, too, is really important, Mark, that um, what, what you don't want to do is say, hey, Nathan, what are your thoughts on the subject? Great point. Put, put people on the spot. Yeah, well, they just, they'll go, you got any questions? They'll go, no. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're uncomfortable, too. Like, just because yeah. you're uncomfortable, it's just not a natural, people are still not completely comfortable with being on camera versus as they were face-to-face and sharing their opinion. Um, so I think you need to think about who you want to call on, what you want to say, yeah. or what question you want to ask them, and why you want to ask them. Like, for example, if Nathan's in charge of the international division, say, Nathan... I know we've been talking in a lot of conversations been around the U.S., but as the leader of, of the international organization, any specific, what are we missing on how we would represent you? Yeah. Now, that's a thoughtful question that Nathan might. And it's in his best interest to answer if this thing's going. Exactly. You really run, you know, yeah. you really run half the, the world. What do you think? And versus, what do you think? Yeah. And he's not going to say anything. Matter of fact, I've seen that happen in the person. Nathan yeah. didn't say anything. And sometimes... So who, what, and why? Who do you want to call on? What do you want to ask them? And why? The, the other benefit of virtual selling as it relates to this is you can have notes. You can have like you can have all your stuff. Remember mm. the old days taking calls in the cubicle? Yeah, you yeah. had your whole cubicle full of stuff. Yeah. But when you're in a presentation in person, like you're not really supposed you gotta to you got to look more buttoned up. Yeah. And you can't yeah. have your cheat sheets <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you true. can have cheat sheets. Yeah. And one of the cheat sheets I've recently been using is details on the people in the audience. So I had an important, I was joining an important presentation not too long ago. I like that. Yeah. And uh, I just happened to quickly look at the four people on the call and just looked at their LinkedIn profile. It's super easy. It took 30 seconds. I just jotted down two notes, what they were, I, I see you know, where they've been and where they went to school. Happened to be two days after, this was, this was the 9th of January. Two days afterwards, and uh, one of the people on the call graduated from Ohio State, mm-hmm. which, as you know, on January seventh, had tripped up, lost yeah. to the uh, to the eventual winner. Yeah, and uh, so so Tom, to your point about you can't say, "Hey Joe, what are you thinking?" Like that's on the spot. So sometimes you have to go first and say, "Joe, I know you're with us today. I, I hope everything's okay because I know Monday night was tough." And yeah. he went on for. Three minutes yeah, about Ohio State. And it broke right. the ice. That's great. And then it broke the ice. Everyone starts talking, right? That, that's yeah. not always going to happen, but yeah. you're prepared for that. You're trying to look at what's mm-hmm. going on. That's good. So you got to break the ice for people a little bit. Well, and what I've learned from this is, I mean, there's, there's four major areas. We talked about minimizing content. We talked about making sure we know who the decision maker is. Have a backup plan for all those what ifs. And finally, get people talking through a Q&A session and so on and so forth. But the overriding thing I took away is that all of this takes more preparation than we're used to. That's a great summary. It's yeah. all up front. And, uh, if you, if and you, prepping for things we don't typically prep for. Right. Yeah. So you don't want to gamble on getting and just being your jovial self that can kind of overcome mm-hmm. anything. Spend more time in prep. I like well, the 8 to 1 ratio. And I idea. think it's very, when we have used to being able to sell face-to-face, things would naturally come to us. It's like there's a natural sort of intuitive thing that as we 
interact with people. It just develops and it's natural. But when you're in a virtual meeting, yeah. nothing's natural. Yeah. It's all very choreographed. And so if you don't think through, if you're a typical lean on your intuition, it's not working. Yeah. Well, think we, about we it. We get I mean, energy from it. Well, yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a back and forth. And think about how many sales presentations you've done. I mean, hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds. And we've been doing Zoom like crazy. How many have we done? I don't know, realistically, like 20? Yeah. 25? Like, yeah. it's not yeah. hundreds. The point is we're still so early yeah. in this virtual presentation stuff. But it's not going away, so get used to it. And no, it, we, our research shows prepped. it's going to be somewhere between 35 and 50% is going to be permanently virtual. Yeah. So yeah. it's here to stay. It's here to stay. And so are we at Sales with Aslan. <laughs> so uh, nice make up. sure you get out there and subscribe to the podcast. Share with your friends. We want nothing more than to help those who sell for a living enjoy their work. We are never more fulfilled than when we're serving others. And so uh, we'll see you next week on another episode of Ales with Aslan.